Welcome to Let's Connect. My name is Keith McPherson, and I'm so glad you've decided to join me for this next episode. Today on the podcast, I'm joined by somebody who holds a huge vision for wellness in mind, body, and spirit on the planet, somebody that has had a major impact on my life and is going to share some wisdom all about what it's like to be a chiropractor in this day and age. Dr. Riley Clausen is here, and he'll be sharing with you what it means to live your best life. So sit back, relax, and let's connect. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode. I'm really glad you're here joining me. And today in particular, I'm excited because somebody very special to me who has had a major impact on my life as of late is our guest today. Um, Dr. Riley Clausen is here. And uh, Riley is an incredible chiropractor locally here in my hometown of Winnipeg. He um, runs a clinic called Westwood Chiropractic, and it is an incredible place that I've discovered over the last year. I met Riley because um, I was asked to sing at his wedding. (laughs) And uh, as we were sitting down and choosing songs for the wedding, we got talking about chiropractic uh, work and what he does. And I was so intrigued that I decided to go check out his clinic. And one thing led to the next, and I realized that there is just so many amazing benefits um, to being in that kind of a setting where you are thinking about your mind and your body and your soul and how you're showing up in this lifestyle. And um, I have to say, at first, I was a little apprehensive because I'd heard stories about, you know, getting cracked in your neck and your spine. But um, I can just speak personally that for me, this has been an incredible experience of coming into alignment, literally in my body, um, but also mentally and spiritually too. I, I find that there's just been a really beautiful alignment of energy since I've been going there. So uh, Riley's going to join us today and share some of uh, what goes on at his clinic, uh, some of his mindset, and um, I'm just so excited to share with you a little bit more about this world of chiropractic work, and uh, it's just such a beautiful practice. So um, without further ado, I think we're going to jump into the, to the, the conversation right away today and uh, introduce you to Riley Clausen. All right, so I'm sitting here with Dr. Riley Clausen, who I have come to just be such a huge fan of. Um, on a personal note, I've been seeing him uh, as my chiropractor for the last bit, and it has had such a huge influence and impact on my life. Um, and I'm just really excited that you're here with us, Riley. You, you've got so much to share. I, every time I come to your clinic, I feel like I'm there longer because I just want to just like get every bit of wisdom out of you I can. Yeah, so. I, yeah, I appreciate being here. And I think, you know, one thing my goal with my patients is just uh, just to educate. I think um, the more educated we are as a society, as patients, as individuals, uh, the better results we can get in our health and the better outcomes we can get. So, um, yeah, doctor means teacher. So my primary job is just to educate and teach you know, patients, you know, a better way of thinking when it comes to their health. Yeah. I totally feel that from you too. Whenever I'm there, I, it goes so much beyond just the physical, mm-hmm. um, adjustments that you do. Like, I feel like you, you come with this wealth of information and inspiration and, and teaching. And so that's a great way to describe it. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, you know, I want to be a leader in the community to help people understand, like, you know, there's, there's lots of information out there when it comes to health and like, how do we, you know, 
choose and pick and like, what do I want to implement and do? Um, so that's why I do like, you know, lots of seminars and research and reading books and just constantly educating myself so I can learn all as much as I can. So I can teach patients in a very simple manner. Yeah. That's really easy to understand whether that's nutrition or how the body works or fitness or whatever that looks like. Wow. Yeah. So I'd like to go all the way back if we could to start mm-hmm. just because, um, I'm curious how one becomes a chiropractor and, and like, was this a dream of yours as a kid or how did you come across all of this? I mean, it's amazing that you're doing this now. <laughs> well, I don't know if anyone dreams about becoming a chiropractor. I think maybe <laughs> if your parents were, but, uh, you know, I think most young boys is, you know, a firefighter or a cop or, you know, astronaut, something like that. But um, when I was really young, I, um, you know, I was a, I played a lot of sports, specifically soccer at that time. And uh, I was a pretty active young kid. And um, one day, uh, I decided it'd be a good idea, good idea to jump off my trampoline, <laughs> uh, or jump off my uh, my garage to my trampoline. Oh, fun! Uh, yeah, it's, uh, that's yeah. what guys do. Uh, that's what we do, right? <laughs> boys do that <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, and so I've done it multiple times, obviously before, but this time I jumped off. I landed on the trampoline. Uh, I didn't land back on the trampoline. I actually landed on my head oh. on the ground. And oh, I was about ten God. years old, and I started developing chronic migraines. Um, literally overnight, you know, obviously the typical solution was, you know, go to your doctor and see what's going on, medications, those sort of things. And we went down that whole route, um, to a point where, um, I'm from Portage de Prairie, Manitoba, and, um, we drove into Winnipeg here and had a, you know, a CT scan done met with the doctor. Um, they said, go home, um, give us a couple of days, let us, let us know, uh, look at these results and we'll go over these results with you. So obviously going home, you know, anxiously waiting at that point, you know, like I had stopped playing sports. I was missing days in school, literally like your wow. health affects every aspect of not only my life, but you know, as a young child, you know, obviously my parents' life and my family's life as well. So we're anxiously waiting these results and we, we drive back to meet with the doctor and they basically say, you know, I have good news and I have bad news. Um, the good news is, is the scan came back completely normal. There's nothing wrong. Um, the bad news is we don't know why you're having these migraines. Here's some more prescriptions that you're going to have to take for the rest of your life. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Really? So medicated. Medicated. Yep. Wow. So, uh, obviously at 10 years old, this is, you know, my parents don't want me on medications. I don't think any parent wants their child on medications. So, um, we began searching for different options to help with these migraines. And it was a family friend that kind of mentioned like, Hey, you should check this chiropractor out and, you know, long story short, we went to the chiropractor, you know, explained to us how the nervous system worked, what was happening, where these damages in the spine are, which we call subluxations, uh, can interfere with the normal physiology and the normal functioning of the nervous system. And this could be a possibility of why your son's having migraines. And we started getting this corrected. And over time, it takes time, just like anything, uh, my migraines started to go away and I've been haven't had a migraine since. Well, and no medication for life. And no medication. No, I haven't taken a medication in a long time. And so that kind of story that helped me, you know, not only continue to play sports that I love and play college basketball, um, just, you know, I wanted to help people and I wanted to, you know, give people that same hope that I was given by the chiropractor that I saw. Wow. Is that ever amazing? Mm -hmm. I, the whole idea of chiropractic is uh, fascinating to me. Mm -hmm. And we've talked a little bit about it. I I just would love for you to share a bit about how the origins of chiropractic work came about. Because I I was so surprised about this whole story. It's amazing. (laughs) It it is quite amazing. So um, this is back in 1895. A man named D.D. Palmer uh, in Davenport, Iowa. He's actually a Canadian. Uh, But he moved down down to Davenport, Iowa. And he was into... um, He just was like... 
very inquisitive and wanted to know what gets people well and healthy. And in 1895, it's kind of the wild west of medicine. Yeah. There's not really a thing at this point. There's just kind of like, you know, anything goes, kind anything of anything goes. Yes. Yeah, like the wild west. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, he was working in a building and his, the janitor that, uh, worked in his building, um, went deaf. And, and, you know, Dee, Dee Palmer asked, well, how did you go deaf? He said, you know, 17 years ago, I was picking up a bucket and I heard a pop in my neck. And after that, I went deaf. Wow. And this is way before cadaver studies and all this sort of, like, they didn't really know much about human anatomy or anything at this point. And so Dee, Dee Palmer is like, well, do you mind if I take a look at, you know, your neck and your back and see what's going on? So he takes a look and, you know, there's like this kind of this like bump sticking out the side of his neck. And he's like, well, my hypothesis is, again, it's 1895. It's the Wild West. It's like, if I just push this bump back down, I'm not sure what this is, but if I push it that way, push it back down, like maybe your hearing's going to come back to mind if I try. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> that, know, right? Right? Come on, right? <laughs> this would never happen today, but yeah. you know, it's 1895. Yeah. And, um, you know, and so he, he literally, the first adjustment happened and Harvey got his hearing back. Wow. That's how chiropractic started. Wow. Is yeah. that ever incredible? Yeah. It's amazing. And what I've come to find with it, just in my experience with you in this is like how everything is connected to everything mm-hmm. in the body. Mm-hmm. Like we find, you yep. know, I mean, I, I came to see you cause I was having some issues with acid reflux. Yeah. Whereas a singer that was just, that's, I can't let that happen because my voice is so important. Absolutely. I, I had no idea that chiropractic work would would help cure that or help mm-hmm. me come over that ailment. Why is that? Like, how does that work in the... Yeah, I think one thing is chiropractic is not designed to cure or treat any concern. When you talk about chiropractic, you know, people mostly think of like neck pain or low back pain or these sort of issues. And yeah, um, really chiropractic's job is designed just to help your body heal and function better. Right. Everyone knows that your nervous system is the organ that controls all the other organs in your body, mm-hmm. right? Just for us to have this conversation and to listen and to hear and respond back and our heart's beating and we're breathing, we're not even thinking about all these things. Our nervous system is doing this. Wow. It's like very automatic. Very automatic. Yeah. And so that system, obviously the brain controls it all, sends messages through the spinal cord out the nerves to every cell tissue and organ. So our, just like our skull protects our brain, our spine protects our spinal cord. Wow. Right. So the reason why chiropractors focus on the spine, because if the spine shifted out of the normal position, it's going to cause, you know, you know, pressure to the nervous system, cause interference to the nervous system. And that's not going to allow the body to be func- to function properly and to heal properly. So as a chiropractor, my sole job is just to find what we call these subluxations. It's essentially like a kink in the garden hose for an easy example. Uh, take pressure off the garden hose, take pressure off your nervous system. So your body can start to function and heal and move into a more state of homeostasis or health and well-being. Wow. Right. And when that happens, not only pain goes away, but we see other concerns start to, to go so, away as well. Like besides injuries or <clears throat> the way that we're carrying our body posture wise, mm-hmm. like why, why does our spine move out of alignment? Like, is there any other reasons why, or is it mostly that? Yeah. I, I, um, it can be a variety of issues. Uh, you know, patients always ask the question, well, how did this get here? Yeah. Like it's, exactly. it's, I mean, I'd have to be with that person for life. It could be, you know, to the point where they may never develop the normal structure in their spine as a childhood. There's certain kind of neurodevelopmental um, things we go through as a child. Like when we start to crawl, we look up and that helps to get the curve in our neck and our low back, right? And yeah. then we start to crawl, cross crawl pattern, which helps develop that, those normal structures. Um, and if that doesn't happen properly, we maybe never develop those proper structure in our spine. But then today, probably the worst part of it is technology. Really? Yeah. Especially in young kids, technology is just, we're always head forward posture. You know, when we were younger, I think like, you know, Game Boys came out, 
you know, when we were, I was older in age and that was like kind of the first handheld technology, but kids are getting, you know, iPhones and these things younger and younger and younger and their heads forward posture like this, um, all day long. And, and, and time magazine, I believe it was time magazine just came out with an article that said like kids are developing horns. I don't know if you saw that or not No. in the back of their head. Yeah. Because it's putting so much tension on their neck and they're losing the normal structure in, in their spine. Wow. So it's not like it, maybe there's their, their proper alignment never developed, but then it's like, you know, we have the sports, we have the injuries like I had, we have the, you know, the student posture, the technology now, then we go to, you know, you know, uh, you know, we go to university, then we go to grad school and we're constantly sitting, then we graduate and we've been sitting for the first, you know, 23, 25 years of our life. When we graduate, most of our jobs today are sitting. Yeah. And we're not active enough. And so basically what happens is we just mold this normal posture and we've seen those, you know, those older type of people, whether they have the hump in the bop up of their, up yeah. their neck there and their, and the their upper back. back feeling. Yeah. yeah. That hunchback there. And so it can really start from like early, early childhood trauma, but then it's just most of the time it's just, um, postural strain that we have every day. It's kind of the analogy I like to give is this is, you know, a cavity is not from one big sugary meal, let's say like an accident, which you know, it, it can, a car accident can cause a lot of problems in the spine. Most often not, it's from small uh, sugar over time. Oh, interesting. Right? Right? Yeah, it's, it's like, like daily a sugar. Collective, yeah. gradual thing. Exactly. Interesting. And mm-hmm. by probably doing the same thing over and over yeah. again, it creates that, that system... Yeah malfunction exactly and we don't even think about it right so for men an often thing is we keep the wallet in our pocket yeah that was me actually oh yeah i remember that when i first came to see you i had the wallet (laughs) in my pocket george George costanza what are you doing (laughs) (laughs) yeah george gets it right exactly and um and then for women it's their purses they have a lot of weight in their purses it's typically on one side oh yeah um so that's something that's like you know it's only maybe a couple pounds but you know days weeks months and years that stress just builds up on the body I've heard that the body is essentially our memory or has most of our memory in mm-hmm. it, like cellularly. So is, is there a connection to that too, just in terms of how our behavior and our body and memory, like that connection, does that? Well, yeah, I think so. I think that goes to a lot in just to like, you know, our past experiences. So obviously we're not going to, you know, do the things that have caused us harm or, you know, even emotional harm before. Uh-huh. Um, you know, you think of someone who is, you know, maybe not in the greatest mood or, you know, it's pretty down on life. They're really, fle- you know, flexed forward in this kind of hunch posture. And you, we've seen these people walk around and yeah. like, obviously that's not good for their posture versus someone who is, you know, more active maybe, or, you know, has, you know, practices a lot of gratitude. I know you're big on gratitude and mindfulness, right? Yeah. You know, they have a more upright posture. Their shoulders are back. They're sitting more upright, which is obviously going to be really beneficial for their, their posture, their spine, their nervous system, and their just overall health. Amazing. So mm-hmm. do you, I mean, you spend a lot of time with people. Mm-hmm. Do you see that pretty quickly the physiology and then just somebody's general attitude or demeanor, like how they're reflected. Absolutely. Yeah. Really? Especially when, you know, people come in and, you know, they're, you know, when people are coming in, they typically wait too long to come in. Yes. Unfortunately, that's just how we, you know, think about our health. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when they start to get adjusted, their physiology starts to change. But most importantly, like, you know, you know, their, their pain and issues start to subside. And, you know, when you're feeling better, um, you just want to be a better person too. Like I know when I'm in pain or if I've maybe had a poor choice of meals and I don't feel quite right, like I'm just maybe not the nicest person sometimes. But when right. I, you know, when you feel good and you have, you know, everything's functioning properly and you're, you're, you're on the right path, like you just, you're a nicer person. Yeah. yeah. I get the sense like your perspective is quite holistic in mm-hmm. a sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, but as we were talking recently, you were saying there's different schools of thought when it comes to chiropractic 
uh, approach. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Like, yeah, th- yeah. Just like I guess every you know profession, and and you know, there's kind of different thought processes. Uh, one's a very you know pain mechanistic, which is, um, you know, you come when you have pain, get adjusted, and then. Once you're out of pain, you just leave. Yeah. Right. Uh, the other school of thought is that, well, um, you know, most people come to chiropractors when they have pain, but not only are we going to help you alleviate your pain, but most importantly, again, we're going to make sure that your nervous system is functioning healthy today and f- for the rest of your life so that you can have the best quality of life possible. Right. Um, so that these issues hopefully never return and that you can continue to live in an active, good, healthy quality of life. Interesting. Yeah. I heard you talking about, um, dentistry in, in comparison to. Yeah, exactly. So, um, we, we often, you know, go to the dentist, you know, we brush and floss our teeth every single day. We get six month checkups for a dentist, uh, and that's to maintain healthy teeth. And this is something that we've all do and what most of us do anyways. And we've been taught to do this, but, but, you know, decades and decades or hundreds of years ago, no one brushed and flossed their teeth. They just waited for crisis. They waited for their teeth to rot and they would pull their teeth and they'd you know, the dentist would send them on their way yeah. and this is just how they took care of their health. And then a dentist was like, well, maybe if we just did oral hygiene, brushed and flossed our teeth, you know, we could prevent tooth decay and we could have healthy teeth. And now today in 2019, <laughs> if we just brush and floss our teeth and do our, you know, six month checkups, you know, we have a really, really high chance of not getting cavities and keeping our teeth for a very long time. I like to look at that way, just like chiropractic, like, you know, if we just, you know, take care of our spine, take care of our nervous system from, you know, early childhood to, to, you know, till their grandma and grandpas, um, we're gonna have the best chance of having a healthy spine and having a healthy quality of life. Wow. I love that. And so currently right now, like what's sort of the, um, the status on that? What's the mindset collectively that you see around chiropractic? Is it, is it proactive or is it more of a sort of a reactive state right now? I guess it all depends on uh, who you're asking as far as, um, like whether you just want to, you know, and I guess I should say this, it's ultimately the choice of the patient, what they want to do with their health. Yeah. Right. Uh, number one, I think it's, we, um, not only we as a profession, but we, we as a, well, maybe I wouldn't say profession, but practitioners need to do a better job of educating patients. Mm, I think I that's, I think that really what it comes down to is we need to, you know, educate our patients better about, you know, healthier things that they can do in our lives. Um, and that's really going to move the needle when it comes to our overall health, I think. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So, um, another question I have around all of this is mm-hmm. you were, you were talking about, um, recently when I was there getting adjusted, yeah. uh, you'd mentioned that, that sometimes people come in and they're like a little apprehensive to, to be adjusted. Mm-hmm. Like there's sort of like this, oh my gosh, like you're going to crack my neck or my spine. And yeah. yeah, I'm just curious how somebody could maybe shift their mindset about going to see a chiropractor. Cause there's a lot of apprehension about, for sure. there was for me, I was yeah. like, you're going to do what? <laughs> you know? yeah. 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 I think the most, again, education and doing a thorough exam and taking any, any necessary extras that needs to be taken. Um, just to, to see if there's any issues or any reasons why we wouldn't want to adjust you. Chiropractic's one of the safest things you could possibly do for your health. Um, like my, um, uh, malpractice insurance is some of the like the lowest costs out of all the healthcare practitioners, mm-hmm. um, which means insurance companies deem chiropractors are being extremely safe. 
mm. for the general population to do. Um, it's personal preference for patients as well. If they have a problem with certain adjustments, there's there's many different ways to adjust someone or take care of someone's spine. Um, and yeah, the most important thing for me is making sure that the person in front of me is comfortable. And because if they're not comfortable with me or the environment or whatever that looks like, they're not going to come back and they're not going to get the results that they're looking for in their health. And that's that's the most important thing, making sure that person is comfortable so that we can, again, move the needle to start moving the body towards better health and better wellness. I noticed too, when, you, when you're doing adjustments on me, like I noticed that you almost wait until my body's relaxed before you, you make mm-hmm. a move. Is that on purpose? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Why so, is that? Uh, well, you know, some, you can be, some people can get a little stiff or sore with yeah. adjustments if they're not relaxed properly. Okay. Right. And so, um, just through training and obviously adjusting, you know, thousands and thousands of people, um, you kind of train your hands to feel when people are relaxed and when they're not. And there's just a very quick adjustment to, um, help move that bone back into the right place. Interesting. It's fascinating what you do every day. (laughs) How many people do you uh, work on a day typically? Um, it depends on the day. Um, but anywhere from 50 to 60 people a day. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, a lot of you listening probably haven't experienced uh, Riley's place, but it's like the most incredible um, place to visit. It, it's so different than any chiropractor I've been to. I've been on some one-off kind mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. safari mm-hmm. chiropractic journeys. But what I love about yours is when I walk in, there's like this system in place where mm-hmm. I grab a number, I check in the computer, and then you have us doing these like pre-workouts yeah. where we're like hanging from this this kind of rope and yeah. then we go sit on a chair and we're spinning around <laughs> yeah. and doing all these stretches and then we go lay on your table. Yeah. Like it's it's so well thought out. Um, the, the way you described it, it sounds like a carnival. It's kind of like it's kind of like a carnival, and there's like all this great music playing as you're as you're going through this experience. It's like the, the, they've got great tunes playing, and the energy in your your clinic is so awesome yeah. too. It's like very elevated. Yeah, I, I I know as I walk in there, this must have been at some level pre calculated. Um, at some level, like to to have that experience happen so fluidly. Yeah, I think again, there's there is some skepticism with chiropractic, so we want to do everything that we can just to help create a more family home like atmosphere that's fun that people want to go to um because yeah again like i said some some people are skeptical so when we can kind of create that family atmosphere people are kind of more relaxed and they can and then when you're relaxed and your body relaxes you're getting healthier as well right so um yeah with the with the with the neck traction unit with the rope that you described basically that's helping kind of distract the spine gravity's on our spine all day long so it helps distract the spine and open up the discs and just take pressure off the off the spine and then we do some wobble cushion type exercises which again help just get more movement in the spine most of us don't move we sit for too long so a lot of my office workers love to take actually they just get a wobble cushion to take to work and they just use it you know once an hour for 10 or 15 minutes and it really makes a difference i love that it's built into the experience of going there because mm-hmm. a lot of times you might assign somebody say do the wobble cushion at home and they're just not going to do it yeah. but they come to your clinic they have no choice but to do the <laughs> wobble cushion they gotta do it. it's yeah. amazing yeah. wow um i'm also curious just your perspective on this like with with wellness and health we talk about mind and body and mm-hmm. spirit um like these three aspects to health mm-hmm. and i mean Obviously, you're working on the body quite regularly here. Um, how does the mind and the spirit work into your practice of chiropractic? And how do you see that? Yeah, I think that's more when I'm, you know, you know, sitting with someone and talking with them, just helping them. You know, a lot of us have that poor mindset of maybe they, you know, put their health concern or their problem like that. They identify with that. And this is like them. And like my main goal is just to give them hope. I think 
that's one thing we're lacking is just the hope that the body can get healthy and that we can get well. And, and, you know, the number one thing is giving them hope to help shift their paradigm. Like, yes, I can do this. It may not be an easy path, right? Getting, Mm -hmm. getting your health back for some people is not an easy path, depending how far you've let it go. But, you know, you know, you know, you don't run the marathon the next day. It's the one kilometer. And then it's two kilometers and you just slowly build up and slowly build up and slowly build up and support that person on high fives. And just, you know, again, creating that family atmosphere that we can just, the people that want to come to and want to hang out and just have a good time. And just, you know, if like oftentimes patients say, this is like the best part of my day, which is, it's like a little moment of just awesomeness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I feel that too. Have you like in, in your experience of this, I'm guessing you must see miracles taking place in some of your clients over like the span of time. Yeah, there's some pretty cool stories. I think I can't really share any like stories, but um, what I can say is that when we're shifting the body to a normal state of physiology and health, your body, you know, will get healthy and get well. Just kind of like you know, instead of eating the McDonald's, you eat the salad. Yeah. Like you know, you may be just doing that to lose some weight, but other things are going to happen in your body. So I think one of the biggest reasons chiropractic is still alive and today, you know, 120 some years later is from the fact that it works. Yeah. And if it didn't work and if people aren't really getting amazing stories happening, just like yourself, like, you know, we wouldn't be around. Wow. Right. So So. sometimes somebody will come in for one thing, but experience other results. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Like they'll come in for like neck pain or low back pain. A lot of times people are like, oh, this has gone away or this and that. And just like some things that are, you know, quite amazing to say. And I can't speak specifically to those. Yeah. But uh, it's, there's some pretty cool stuff and pretty cool stories I've seen over the years. Yeah. Well, it just seems miraculous, but I I don't know exactly what's going on fully beyond just the science of what you've Mm -hmm. described. But it seems like there's something that, that shifts just, I mean, in my experience of it, I just don't know what exactly what that is. Yeah. I think not to make it too complicated. Um, there's two kind of two types and parts of your nervous system, a sympathetic and a parasympathetic uh-huh. sympathetic is fight or flight. Yeah. Most of us have heard of that. Right. So that's where like, you know, most of us are in this sympathetic state and that's where a bear walks in the room and a lot of, a lot of physiological changes happen when that happens. Um, you, sh- you, you know, you're, you all the blood goes to your muscles. You, um, you really focus on like the bear's claws. You want, you're either going to fight that bear. Or you're going to run away. So a lot, yeah. everything's designed for you to like run as fast as you can away to survive that attack. And that's our sympathetic nervous system. And most of us are like that. We don't have a bear walking through the door, obviously, but it's like the stress at work and just the busyness of life and all these things that are just bombarding our bodies. Whereas a parasympathetic is where we're more rested and relaxed. And so that's like rest and digest. So that's like, you know, what we're doing right now, just sitting, talking and hanging out, or it's like, you know, eating food with friends and family. And that's like relaxed or going to thermia, like a spa day. That's where we're in a parasympathetic tone. And when we're adjusting your spine, we're helping you move to this more parasympathetic tone uh, to help the body relax. And I think in today's society, everyone needs to relax a little bit more. And when you're moving towards a more parasympathetic tone, like everything starts to shift and change. Yeah. Right. It's so interesting. Like we're living in a time that's so bombarded with noise, distraction, Mm -hmm. busyness. Um, There was a a doctor I recently shared a stage with, Dr. Greg Wells, who talks about, um, he's in some of his research, he found that the average uh, child these days gets more information in a week than their great-great-grandparents did in their lifetime. Wow. Like in a week. It's amazing. It's unbelievable how much is coming in at us all at once on all levels. And so this idea that you're speaking about too of just relaxation. It's just, that's where our healing seems to happen Mm -hmm. versus Mm -hmm. that uptight tense got to get somewhere energy constantly flowing or going. Um, 
I, for you on a personal level, like what are some of the things that you do to integrate relaxation into your life? Like how do you practice that? For me, working out a lot. That's a big one to relieve stress. So I, I work out uh, consistently. Um, but meditation is really key. Uh, I try to meditate every morning. And I just have an app on my phone that I do. Um, those are probably the two biggest, the two biggest ones that I do. And then um, every month or six weeks, I like to kind of just get away from the city. Um, we go up to Clear Lake to kind of just unplug and just nice. you know, get back to nature. Those are, you know, I do you know, those kind of things on a daily basis, or you know, every couple of days working out or meditation or whatever it is. And um, you know, <clears throat> every five weeks, six weeks, we try to get away away from the city and just get back to nature. I think that's one of the things we're missing a lot of is just, you know, going for a hike in the forest and just like yeah. breathing in the fresh air and just, you know, just spending some time outdoors. Yeah. yeah. I, can, I see you live in that lifestyle yeah. and it's very inspiring. Yeah. I also uh, know that we share a common love of Tony Robbins and Absolutely. his work. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah I'd, yeah. I'd love to hear a little, and you've been to some I've of the Tony to some seminars, yeah. seminars yeah. as well. Yeah. I just on a side note about this, I'm curious what it is about Tony and the experience of him, especially in person. Cause mm-hmm. I have not been to any of his seminars yeah. in person. What is it about his work that inspires you? Like, what is it? I think number one, he just, he's just very, very caring individual. Yeah. Um, and his stuff works and he's stood the test of time. Like, I think there's been a lot of naysayers with him over the years. Um, but he's just stood the test of time and he's making more of an impact than he's ever made. I know his seminars are, you know, getting busier and busier. And I think he's getting like 15, 20,000 people at seminars now. Um, and he's just like, uh, he, he, he is, he's, he's studied his art so much that he's become truly become a master of it. And, um, he, he's so good at breaking down the psychology of people's limited beliefs and helping them build back up that, you know, you can, you know, at a seminar, you'll watch someone who's, you know, all these negative beliefs that you're hearing them come out. And, you know, he has a framework in his mind that he knows, like, I need to take this person this way, this way, this way to get them to take this yes. result or, or shift the, that paradigm of thinking. Uh, and the coolest thing is like, like it's, it's a, it's not like he's naturally talented about it. He's just, I mean, he's good, obviously he's, probably the best, but he has just worked his butt off to get to that point, which I think is an important key for anyone with anything they want to do in their life is like, if someone else has achieved it, you can achieve it. It's just putting the work in to get there. Yeah. Right. Just, just chipping away at it, chipping away at it. Just again, I love to use a marathon analogy because, um, the only way you run a marathon is you start with one kilometer. You walk it, you run it, and then you move on to two and you slowly do it. And then, you know, six months later, you're running a marathon. And that's just with anything in life. And if you can just stick with it, um, yeah, you can you can accomplish amazing things. So That's really inspiring yeah. as you talk from that context of it too. It's like our, I was recently reading about the difference between technical change and behavioral change mm-hmm. or adaptive change. Mm-hmm. And what you were talking about here, it's like it's over time and it's like behavioral versus just flipping a switch and something will shift. Yeah. So inspiring. Absolutely. It's like yes, yeah. And if it was, and if it was easy, everyone would do it, right? Like, like there's, there's really one Tony Robbins because it's like what he's done is so amazing and so, um, like he just he just put in the, in the time to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and the discipline too, yeah, which discipline. I sense is something that I I just pick up from you. That yeah. it seems like you've got a really good routine going, to even just in how I experience the clinic. It's like everything is in routine so that you're constantly moving towards greatness really mm-hmm. essentially yeah when you have like a routine in your life or and discipline in your life and you know it's something it's, it's something you train and obviously i fall off my discipline and my routine it happens to everyone but as you train you become better at it um 
So just especially with the routine when it comes to making health changes, like, you know, prepping meals on Sunday night or making meals for the entire week, or just, you know, I'm not going to eat till this time, or I'm not going to have this and just like setting goals for yourself and, and, you know, achieving that discipline and that routine in your life. I mean, soon enough, like once you have a strong enough discipline over time, it becomes that routine. And then it's just something that you do. Like oftentimes patients are like, you know, I do a lot of health things and the way I eat and exercise and these things. And like, look at like, how did you ever get to that point? And, you know, it started with one change. So when I was in my twenties, uh, in chiropractic school, the first thing I did was just got, I, w- I didn't eat healthy. I didn't like grow up living a healthy lifestyle, I would say. Uh, but the first, but as I started to educate myself and learn more and more, I just chipped away at it. And the first thing I did was just remove dairy. Really? I just, that's the, that's the first change I ever made when I was about 22. I just stopped doing dairy. Wow. I was a big, big milk drinker when I was younger, but no more dairy. Really? And what was, uh, what shifted when you, when you let go of the dairy in your diet? Um, I wouldn't say I noticed too much of a change. Um, but it's just, I just knew, I just looked at a lot of stuff about dairy and something, something I just didn't want to put into my, into my body. Uh, and then slowly over time it's cut out breads and now I do a lot more fasting. I do some, you know, you know, long-term fasting. I'll do some, you know, ketosis thrown in with some like free feeds, um, wow, that sounds yeah. a little Greek to me. What, what's, what is that? <laughs> I'm um, curious. Ketosis or ketosis? Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's two. Your body can use sugars or fats for energy. Okay. Right. And most of us use sugars for energy. Uh-huh. Right. We eat breads or carbs or starches or table sugar. Or, you so know, available sweets. everywhere. Actually. So available <laughs> everywhere. Everywhere. We have a lot of that. Right. Yeah. Um, that. Uh, that we typically use that for energy, but once you start to cut out the sugar and start to eat more healthy fats, um, your body will switch to something called keto- ketosis, where your your body actually produces something called ketones, which are bo- which you can use for energy. So oh, instead wow. of using sugar for energy, you use ketones for energy, and they actually burn much cleaner, and you have more energy. You're able to go longer times without eating, so it helps if you want to. Your goal is to do some fasting and different things. Um, and so there's something you know, obviously, you want to reach out to someone to help. If someone's looking to get into ketosis, talk to obviously your dietitian or your, you know, healthcare practitioner. But um, yeah, it's 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 made a big difference in me. It's made a big difference in um, just sometimes days get busy, and when you know I have the energy to get throughout the day, and I'm not worried about you know getting some food because I'm lacking energy. Yeah, uh, makes a big difference as far as just kind of getting through things. So now I can often days like I'll eat one meal a day, just have supper and really. Mm-hmm. And you and it'll actually you'll find that you'll have more energy, from um, yeah well I, yeah yeah all day long like because because my body's burning fat which I have a lot of fat in my body like like um, even though like I'm a, I'm a thinner guy like there's still an abundance of fat right wow so I would say I'm like eight percent body fat there's eight percent of my body weight is fat that I can use readily if I'm not eating food or if I'm fasting or whatever that looks like and then I do refeed cycles where I'm doing you know, having more carbs, like sweet potatoes and healthier carbs to refeed my body a couple times a week. Wow. Or after a hard workout. What are some examples of like good fats that would be in your diet? Um, you know, I'm a big fan of coconut oil, obviously. Um, ghee is a really good one too, but make sure it's grass fed, grass finished. Um, avocado, uh, uh, avocado oil is really good to cook with. Uh, olive oil is 
a great, like a cold pressed organic olive oil is really an amazing healthy fat that I put on my, you know, my salad. I think a big problem when people talk about ketosis is they think they're eating tons of fat and meat. Um, that's not the, the best way to do it. Really. You want to, again, lots of good, healthy green vegetables, cruciferous vegetables. And then I douse it in olive oil with some like balsamic vinegar. And that's, I, I basically have a big salad like that every day. And those healthy oils, healthy olive oils are going to give me, um, the energy that I need. And then all, obviously all those, you know, polyphenols and nutrients that the that the vegetables have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but olive oil is a great one. Raw nuts and seeds are a really good one as well. Salmon has lots of good healthy fats in it as well. Wow. Yeah. This is inspiring. <laughs> and, and the fasting piece, I've, I've always mm-hmm. been curious about that. Um, I, what got you on that trek and what is like, yeah, what, what are some of the benefits of it? Yeah, I would say um, I, I, again, I'm a big reader. So I love to just read up and coming things that have been going on and what people are talking about. And fasting has obviously been very popular. I think everyone's heard of it, intermittent fasting and these different things. So it's something I started and I wanted to do. Um, just some of the benefits. I mean, it's, it's going to stimulate uh, ketosis in your body, which is a clean burning fuel uh-huh. than burning sugars. It's much like, um, you know, if your vehicle, you know, when you're burning, you know, um, um, sugar, it's going to be, you know, putting out a lot of exhaust when you're burning ketones, it's going to be putting out less, less exhaust in the body. Oh, right? interesting. So it's really good at helping balancing blood sugar levels, right? If you're not eating a lot of carbs, carbs obviously you're going to uh, be lowering your blood sugar levels and you're going to, uh, and if you're fasting, you're going to be balancing blood sugar levels. Um, but it's something, it's similarly something called autophagy is where your body kind of like a little Pac-Man go throughout your body. For an easy example, a little Pac-Man go throughout your body and kind of clean up bad cells. Mm. Yeah. So like when cell, you're fasting. When you're fasting, yeah. Yeah, and then it, and then it also gives the body a chance to rest too. Like we're eat, for eating, you know, we think we're eating three meals a day, but I think what the average is, I think it's either five point two or six point two. I forget what the what this what the number was, but meals a day, including snacks, oh, right? Yeah. So the breakfast, the snack, and the lunch, and the snack, and the supper, and the snack. So which has gone up a, a, a lot since the seventies. Like we've had, we're eating more meals. Yeah. Um. So it gives your digestion a chance to rest, so you're not constantly digesting food. Right. And then, um, the energy can be diverted elsewhere. Amazing. Mm-hmm. How frequently are you fasting? Um, I mean, I intermittent fast basically every day. Oh, wow. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I'll, I'll probably won't eat till about one o'clock today. Wow. I, had a, I had a tea this morning. I did a workout this morning. Uh, had a tea on the way here and, um, yeah, I probably won't eat till about one. Um, it was Thanksgiving this last weekend, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I, I know it's a, it's a cheat meal for me. I, I go in, I'm totally fine eating the stuff that's there. Um, so then on Tuesday after the holiday, um, I did, a, I didn't eat till supper. Interesting. And I incorporate a lot of bone broth, which is really good for you too. Um, but yeah, if you're starting off fasting, I obviously just, again, like the marathon analogy, just take it slow. Just if you typically eat at eight, maybe just go to nine. Mm-hmm. right? 9am in the morning and then push it and push those until you feel comfortable where you are. And again, talk to your practitioner. Obviously, if you're having health concerns and different issues, you want to, you know, reach out to your health practitioner about anything that we obviously we've talked about today. So yeah, absolutely. Um, there's a couple other pieces on this that I'm curious mm-hmm. about absolutely. because yeah. <laughs> I've also heard you speak about sugar mm-hmm. and, uh, I mean, that is just everywhere in our culture. Yep. Um, and I'd just love for you to speak a little bit about just your, I know you've probably researched a little bit of this. Mm-hmm. What's your perspective on sugar and how to, I know there's just so much coming in at us sugar-wise, how to shift that mindset or should we? About eating sugar? Yeah. Yeah. I think one thing, um, it's, it's everywhere and it's very easy, easy and to everything. get. And it's, um, it tastes good and it's, 
you know, uh, makes us feel good. And that's the biggest thing. So we, again, we live in a stressful environment. We live in a stressful life and adult life is busy and with the kids and everything. And, you know, so you have a busy day, you want to reward and you go home and you have a piece of cake or a piece of thing. And not only is it, you know, it helps you feel better. Right. So I think, um, everyone's different. Some people can go cold Turkey, which can be difficult for people because you don't get those cravings for sure. Um, but you know, just trying to cut back, um, you know, setting goals and cutting back, you know, the major ones, like whatever your vice is, be like, okay, I'm going to cut this out for a week. Then I'll induce it. I'll give myself a treat at the end of the week because I reached my goal or end of the month or whatever it is. Um, but just cutting out the, the major ones that are, you know, the major sugar ones, like the, the processed foods, obviously want to, we want to cut out. But the, the most amazing thing is that anything like you, that you is your staple. So if it's ice cream or if it's like cookies or it's like toast with whatever, you know, peanut butter on it, whatever it is, whatever your staple is, there's always a way to make it healthy. I really haven't found oh, cool. a recipe, like I haven't found a recipe for, for something that people want or people think that, uh, that used to eat that they can't substitute for a healthy version, like pizza or ice cream or yeah, cookies. Or, I love that. What a great yeah. perspective that is. Yeah. One of my team member made me like an avocado, um, like brownie, like amazing dish for my birthday a couple of months ago. Like, like it's like there's, it's, it's amazing. Like you can really start to change. It's not easy. Like anything, when you change, it's not easy to like start to cook this way using almond flours or coconut flours or stevia. Stevia is a great substitute for, for sugar. Uh, it's not easy. It's going to taste different, you know, different, but your body gets used to it. You get used to it. Yeah. Right. And then it just becomes, you know, if you're disciplined in that, then it becomes a routine and, um, it's easy to fall. Wow. Right? It becomes part of your routine. Something I heard you say on a, I think it was on a YouTube video of yours was, mm-hmm. um, if you, if we just stopped eating certain uh, like chocolate bars and sweets, they would stop making it. It was, that's always sat with me since yeah. I heard you say that. Yeah. I think our dollars vote. Right, every dollar that you spend in the grocery store votes for what you want to, what kind of grocery store, grocery store you want to create. Yeah, you'll see, and you you can see this today. There's more and more organic sections popping up all over the place. Yes, we are seeing that. Basically, every store has an organic section or a natural food section, and the reason why it's there is because our dollars have told the, 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 the told these corporations that we want these sort of things. So even like you know, you we used to be only like get get like organic food and kind of these things at Vita Health, but now there's more. Or that's our local um, grocery health, store, growth, health food store here. But now you can get them at the bigger chains like Safeway and Superstore. They have those type of um, selections for people, which is good. Like so, the more we push towards spending our you know money on health healthier alternatives, the more that we're going to be available to us, which is awesome. Love it. I so appreciate just this idea of more consciously living Mm -hmm. like with, with intention and purpose Mm -hmm. in how we're eating, how we're moving, how we're thinking about things. It's like, it's one last piece on thinking about things. We talked about the placebo effect recently and uh, I'd love for you to share a little bit about what you've learned about that because it's fascinating to me. Yeah, it it is. Um, There's an amazing book called by Dr. Joe Dispenza, um, called the placebo effect. And I would highly recommend that people pick that up and read that. And it basically just talks about how, you know, our mind is, is, has an amazing ability to heal itself. And, you know, the thoughts that we're telling ourselves is going to create the type of environment or the type of person, the type of life that we're going to live. So, you know, if you wake up every, every morning and, you know, tell yourself you're fat, ugly, and stupid, like, you're, you're going to probably become that person, right? Or you ask yourself negative questions like, why do I have to go to work today? Or why do I have to do this? Like those are very disempowering statements. And if I ask you, you know, what's bad in your life today, 
Yeah. You'll, you'll, you'll find those answers, right? But if I ask you what's great in your life today, you're going to find those answers as well. So by shifting your mindset to ask, asking those, those questions that are going to shift you to, you know, more of abundance, more healthy, more of a positive mindset, it's going to shift the way you think. And then, yeah, Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about this, you know, med- he was, he's big on meditating and big on mindfulness and just, you know, doing more of that and shifting your mind to focus on the life that you want to create and focus on the good things in life. It's going to help literally show that uh, show up in your life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, which I know, like, you know, you're obviously big on mindfulness and all those things. It's just, you know, shifting your mindset is such an important thing. Like, you know, between the two ears is the most important thing you can do is switch that. I mean, uh. like, you know, if you if you make the switch, like, hey, I'm not smoking anymore. I'm not eating these processed foods or whatever it is. It starts up here. Yeah, right? in, the, in the head. Yeah. In the 80, 80, Tony Robbins talk about it's 80% uh, why, 20% how. Uh-huh. Right? Most people know how to lose weight, cut out the bad foods, exercise more. Most people are going to lose some weight, right? It's, you know, if you think about that, it's, pretty simple, but yet most of us are overweight and have health concerns and these different issues because it's the why, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's in between the, in between the ears. In be, I love that in between the ears yeah. concept. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, as you're saying it too, I'm also just thinking about the power of belief and feeling into what it is that we want to change as well. Mm-hmm. Like it's, but those powerful questions, what would it be like if yeah. you were to actually stop smoking mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. not eat as much sugar and, and to really get into the mindset of like visualizing and feeling it too. There's yeah. something about that in the placebo effect yeah. that I think is really powerful as well. Yeah. I think one of the biggest things I've, I've taken away from Tony Robbins, the seminars and the, um, um, the books I've read of his is like ask better questions or give you better answers. Yeah. Every, like everything in your life, like, um, like, I, I, for some reason, our, the perimeter had traffic today and it was jammed up and, you know, like I could ask the question, why is this jammed up? Like what's like, you know, all these negative questions, but then I also could be like, well, I'm grateful for Evan to drive a vehicle that I can have heat in. And, yeah. uh, you know, like, like some people don't have a vehicle and some people don't have heat in their vehicle and some people aren't, you know, I went to the gym to, I was on the way home from the gym this morning and like some people aren't lucky enough to be able to afford to go to the gym and these things. So it's like, we always like, why am I stuck in traffic? What's going on? Like, I'm going to be late for this. All these negative things go through your mind. Totally. But if you just switch your mindset, be grateful and ask yourself better questions, um, it'll make a world of difference in throughout your you know, day-to-day life. I love it. I love how all of this, just speaking with you here, is is so interconnected. Mm-hmm. I mean, what we're thinking about, how we're feeling in the body, it's just, it's really amazing to yeah. get into this way of being. It's really a lifestyle, isn't it? Yeah, and I think that's one thing too, like, I think sometimes people think chiropractic's the answer to, answer to everything, or this this one thing is going to, whether it's a supplement or chiropractic or eating healthier, you know, it's going to be this the solution to my ex problem, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And it, it may work work it may but oftentimes you got to incorporate multiple different factors into health and that's how it really works and that's how you really not only you know maybe get your concern to go away but more importantly build a lasting health yeah that's the goal right that's the goal totally wow well thank you so much for spending this time with me yeah, thank you for sharing having me. i'm always intrigued listening to your wisdom and uh for people that are interested in finding out more about your clinic and whatnot um what's the website again just uh, it's westwoodfamilychiro.com westwoodfamilychiro.com yep. and beyond the chiropractic at the clinic now there, i notice there's massage therapy happening mm-hmm. and there's, there's a naturopath there naturopath yeah there's yeah 
happening yoga as well. Yeah, yoga. Just, we're doing yoga. Absolutely. Yeah, we started great. yoga, which is awesome. So again, we're just trying to, you know, really, you know, not to just take the one approach with chiropractic when it comes to healthcare, but really address other factors, right? Obviously, yoga is going to help bring the body to more this more parasympathetic state, you know, resting and just, you know, you know, just being able to like, you know, organize your thoughts, you know, our, our naturopath can obviously do blood tests and different things to see what's going on there. But yeah, just addressing multiple factors of, of why someone would not be healthy. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for being yeah. such a positive force in our community and world and holding that vision for better health. It's really inspiring what you're, you're creating. So thank yeah. you. Yeah. Th- yeah. I appreciate it. And obviously you're doing a great job as far as, you know, shifting the needle and bringing this message to people. So yeah, I appreciate you. Yeah. We're in it together. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks Riley. Thanks so much. All right. Well, I am feeling so aligned after that conversation with Dr. Riley Clausen. I feel like I've had insights about um, how to eat better, how to move just more intentionally and how to think with just the right mindset. I I love his approach to the mind and the body and the spirit and uh, all that he's offering the world. I hope you have a chance to check out uh, his work on social media. And if you're in Winnipeg, go check out his clinic as well. It's an amazing place to uh, to spend some time and to get in alignment. So I want to thank everybody again for listening this week and please join me on the next episode of Let's Connect.